Radio with Business leaders, listen up. It's time to eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on your business teams. It's time to change the culture of your team. That means you as the leader must change. It's time for you to have impact. Learn how from corporate consultant Dave Anderson on Impact Talk Radio. It's a learning hour of no fluff, straight talk with solutions designed to impact high-impact leaders who want to lead high-impact teams. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio. You know, the best definition of teamwork I have ever heard came from a Navy SEAL. Selfless acts towards a common goal. I wanted to start today's show out by being sure we understand a definition of teamwork that is so simple. You know, it's so simple, it's brilliant. It says it all, doesn't it? Selfless acts towards a common goal. There are no wasted words in this definition, are there? See, the teamwork the Navy Shield, SEALs used, uh, use now used to be hidden from public view. I mean, nobody knew what the SEALs did, but thanks to the media and movies like you know, Lone, Lone Survivor and American Sniper, we all now see what an elite team can accomplish in combat. But now, some of you may be thinking, well, my business feels like combat. <laughs> I've been there. I felt that way, too. But, you know, to win, to accomplish your goals, every leader needs to have a team that's focused on selfless acts towards a common goal. If you've ever led or been part of a dysfunctional team, you know how nice a selfless team sounds like. I mean, some of you are probably smiling right now going, man, I wish. So none of us – well, just ask yourself a question. Do you want a, do you want a me-first team where everybody's focused on themselves? Do you want a team that's filled with politics and everybody positioning themselves? Do you want a team that does – where everybody just does the minimum necessary to get by? Look, few of us want a work culture like this. And, you know, if you've ever listened to my show, you know I don't often use the word culture. I usually use the word organizational character because I believe organizational character better describes uh, what we all want in, uh, on our teams. But today I am going to use the word culture because I think it serves a point. The word culture is derived from the Middle English word cultivation. When I work with teams whether it be large teams or small teams from oil and gas industry to banking to whatever industry I'm working with, I see the results of leaders' uh, leaders' cultivation efforts. The good and the bad cultures are all a direct result of the efforts or lack of effort from the leader. Now, I'm going to use an analogy here, and that's that of a farmer. And we're going to start talking by talking about the lazy farmer. See, a lazy farmer, that guy's easy to identify. You're going to find weeds choking out all the productive crops. And the once productive fields where things used to grow really well, oh, they're not productive anymore. And the high potential fields, well, they're left usually untended and overgrown. The lazy farmer's equipment, it needs maintenance, it needs to be replaced, whatever. But the lazy farmer continues to just get by with what he has. He may plant some good seeds initially, but because of his neglect, the crops he produces are just subpar. Now, let's focus on the good farmer. This guy's intentional. The good farmer is up early and t- tending to his animals, and he's tending to his crops. He knows what he wants to grow. He prepares the ground, and he plants only the seeds he wants. The good farmer understands the work of farming doesn't end with the planting. He irrigates the fields he, when they lack rain, and he protects the crops during a frost. 
The good farmer understands that if he's not active every single day tending to a crops, even the best seeds are going to produce are going to produce subpar crops. He's got to tend it every single day to get the best crop best crops from the best seeds. He's not going to allow anything to grow in his field that's going to hinder the growth of what he planted. The good farmer knows what some that some plants, you know, some plants they may produce pretty little flowers, but in fact they're detriment to the field. They're just weeds and they take valuable nutrients from the primary crop. He knows what he wants to grow in his fields and he cultivates that and protects them every day. I'm Dave Anderson, and you know, I'm not, and I never will be confused with being a farmer, but I am your host for Impact Talk Radio. My goal is and always will be to help you, the leader, stop reacting and start leading. And in these shows, and today's show and every show, I'm going to provide you with a dose of reality. Just kind of lay it out. This is what it's like out there. And then we're going to go to a dose of advice. And this is when we usually bring in our, our guests. And like today's guest, Rick Minicosi, he's an entrepreneur and owner of multiple businesses. And, he, and two of those businesses are, are leadership development businesses. And then we're going to talk about some impact solutions, a dose of impact solutions. And these are, this is stuff that goes well beyond theory. We're going to take it right down to the nitty-gritty to the implementation. And then finally, we're going to provide a dose of hope that's going to give everyone a picture of what you can be, what your future can be like. What is good going to look like in the future? Now let's get back to the that cultivation uh, analogy here in the farmer. A, the good leader, the good leader cultivates the desired culture he wants. See, if culture is a noun, then cultivate is a verb. That means a leader's got to take action. That's an action verb. To cultivate means a leader is active and intentional in his or her efforts. The good leader follows the path of the good farmer. The good farmer, while he decides what crop he wants to grow, the good leader defines the values he wants his team to live by. The good farmer, while he prepares the ground, the ground for the seed, the good leader intentionally and frequently communicates these values to his team. And the good farmer, is, he may be careful which, which uh, seed he chooses to plant, but the good leader, he hires the people who demonstrate the values that are, that are already aligned with the team's values. These are the people who are most likely to be successful on the team. You know, in our previous show with Garrett Miller, the author of Hire on a Whim, we dug into how leaders find and hire people of character. You know, in fact, if you want to find more out, more out about hiring people of character, you can go to Overwhelm Man- my Overwhelm Manager's Guide website. Uh, the short version is om guide. Dot com, and you can download free character-based interview questions as part of the OMG Power Pack. And you know what? You can also get a discount on Garrett's book, Hired on a Whim, there as well. But let's get back to that farmer. The good farmer, he's going to water and fertilize and protect what he's trying to grow, while the good leader provides positive feedback when the behaviors are aligned with the values and intentionally coaches behaviors that aren't aligned with the team's values. The good farmer, he's going to pull every weed in his field. He's going to get rid of them because he knows it's going to hurt the crop, while the good leader fires those who behave inconsistently with the team's values. See, a leader who does not take the time to cultivate the value the leader desires to see should never expect to see something good and productive to grow in that team. The leader is ultimately responsible for the state of the field he or she owns or the team he or she leads. The only way to ensure that the the most productive culture possible is to intentionally take action and cultivate it. That's what we're talking about today. How do we take action and cultivate that teamwork that we want? 
I know the tyranny, the urgent is going to get in the way and prevent even the most overwhelmed manager from taking the actions necessary to uh, cultivate a team that everybody wants to work with and everybody wants to work for. But just like the farmer, the leader's got to be intentional and has to be prepared to work hard to cultivate the kind of team we all want to be part of. If the leader isn't ready for that type of effort, the weeds are going to take over and the culture is going to suffer. The issue comes back to whether or not the leader is ready to put in the work. If not, then the leader is going to have to deal with all the weeds that's going to grow without cultivation. When you hear me talk about work, I know many of you are going, yeah, Dave, but how? I mean, I'm, I, I, how am I going to fit this stuff into the craziness of my day-to-day stuff? I mean, I'm, I'm swamped, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening right now. That's always our goal here. That's always our goal, to help the overwhelmed manager stop reacting and start leading. We're going to talk about that today with, with Rick Minicozzi. But you can also download free videos, download PDFs, download an online course at om-guide.com. That's overwhelmedmanagersguide.com. You can find my blog at alslead.com. You know what? That's the mothership website for everything I do. You can find the Overwhelmed Manager's Guide links on uh, ALSLead.com. You can find Impact Talk Radio there. You can find a lot of resources right there at ALSLead. Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at DaveAnderson88. But when we come back, we're going to have Rick Minicozzi, and we're going to talk about teamwork. We're going to talk about what teamwork looked like in the military and also what Rick is doing with his organizations to help take those values of teamwork that both he and I were taught in the military and take that and make that work in business and how he's going about doing that. I think we're going to have a great conversation that's really going to help you, whether or not you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, maybe you're a frontline leader that has a small group. Uh, of people you lead. Maybe you're a middle manager and you're, you're leading other leaders, or maybe you're a sales manager leading salespeople. Wherever you are, wherever you might be leading right now, this is a great show for you to listen to because I truly believe we're going to bring you some pearls, some real impact solutions, and some advice that's going to let you go out there and really develop that team that everybody's going to want to work with and everybody's going to want to work for. So as soon as we get back from this break, We're going to bring Rick in here, and we're going to get down to business. Uh, And remember, you can follow me again right now at at DaveAnderson88 on Twitter. This is Impact Talk Radio, a dose of reality, a dose of advice, a dose of impact solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Join the Executive Business Seminar with author and trainer, Dr. Risa Wolf, Ph.D. Are you looking for practical business tips and techniques for dealing with difficult situations or lowering speaking anxiety? Then this show is where you need to be if you are a business owner, corporate executive, or anyone ambitious about their career growth. Dr. Risa Wolf draws from her extensive mentoring background for business leaders and executives and interviews leaders who have practical solutions. Join Dr. Risa Wolf every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your edition of the Executive Business Seminar right here on ABRN, the All Business Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. 
It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. Well, hey, we're back. And in the beginning, in the early segment, we talked about teamwork. And that's what we're going to talk about today with our special guest, Rick Minicosi. Rick's a uh, graduate of West Point, the United States Military Academy at West Point, a combat veteran of Operation Just Cause in Panama and Operation Desert Storm. And when he left the military, he uh, he went into investing and he became a value investor and invested and developed and turned around a lot of properties in Austin, Texas over the last 25 years. And then in 2009, he went out there and he bought the Hotel Thayer, which is a historic hotel at West Point, and they rented renovated and restored it. And now today, Rick is the managing general partner and owner of the historic Hotel Thayer there at West Point. Then a year later, he and a group of other West Point uh, graduates founded the Thayer Leader Development Group. And what they do is they provide ethics education coupled with experiential learning and team building and guest speaker programs to help leaders of character by offering leadership ethics education that are grounded in the values of the United States Army and the and West Point. And these are these are companies from all across the world, large companies and small coming coming to West Point and being trained right there at the Hotel Thayer. And now, just in 2014, Rick has founded Lone Star Peak Performance, which is truly a unique meeting venue that's on Lake Buchanan outside of Austin, Texas, where teams can come and meet and get together for exciting team-building opportunities that are inclusive of high-ropes courses and leader reaction courses, land navigation, and all sorts of activities. So, Rick, before I keep going on and on about you, I better just stop because there's a lot to your bio here, my friend. I'm, I'm just happy to have you on the show today. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. Well, you and I have something in common because, well, we have a couple of things in common, having gone to West Point and served in the military and things. But, you know, you've led, so you've led teams in the Army as a young officer and you've led successful teams in the business world. What are some of the differences and similarities you've seen and you try to uh, communicate with people in the activities that you do? Well, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, there are some differences, and there are off, an awful lot of similarities. The bottom line is that you know all people want to do great things, and they all want to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. And teams all want to be trusted, and they want to be provided the opportunity to succeed. And when they achieve success, they just want to be recognized. And so, you know, leadership really, in, from where I stand, is kind of is a constant, right? It's a it's a matter of setting goals and uh, providing your teams the resources and providing that encouragement that they need and counsel along the way, but also driving accountability uh, while you're trusting your team to do what they're trained to do. So whether you're talking about a military unit or we're talking about a business unit, you know, that leadership really uh, is, is a constant. 
what, what I think is different uh, to your question is the people, right? And where mm. you source your people and, and the resources that you have, those human resources that you have to work with to drive toward greatness. So in the military, of course, as we show up as, uh, as junior officers, we inherit a team. Right? We don't yeah. have an opportunity yet to cultivate them, as you talked about in your opening remarks, and create that, create that organizational culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we, have to, we have to work toward that. In business, when we come into a business unit, we also inherit uh, an organization, but we also have the opportunity to hire people of character, as you mentioned in your opening remarks, and create that team uh, more quickly than you can perhaps in the military because military – Folks, they don't get the opportunity to change units if they don't like their commander, right? I mean, they're they're in that yeah. unit. Uh, you know, in the business, people have the latitude to leave an organization if they don't like the culture, if they don't like the leader, if they don't like what they're doing. So it becomes so much more it's become so more critical in the business world to be able to have that cultivation uh, and 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 have that organization where people are trusted and empowered to do the right thing. So that way, those great human resources want to stay with your organization. Yeah, yeah. The, the more I work out, and now I've, I mean, you and I have been out of the military for about the same period of time now. But we've been we've been gone for a while. But every time when somebody hears that I'm I served in the military or I went to West Point, they've got some misperceptions about what you know what military leaders do or what military teamwork looks like. What what are some of those misperceptions that you've uh, encountered? Well, I would say the number one misperception that someone who has never served in the military has about the, the military is they believe it to be incredibly autocratic. Mm-hmm. They believe that it's, you know, and, you know, maybe it's Hollywood that creates that, that uh, perception, but it's you'll do what I say when I do it, when I say it, how I do it, and uh, if you don't get it done, there's going to be trouble. And right. you and I both know um, that <laughs> the, the Army is uh, so far away from that. In fact, what makes Army leadership so incredible is the fact that it is such a flat organization. There's such incredible autonomy within the military, and it has to be. It's out of necessity. If you, yeah. think, about, if you think about the campaigns that we're involved in today in these volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous environments, uh, very frequently not being able to tell who, who is an enemy combatant and who is not, you know, these unit level leaders uh, and in business, you know, the unit level leaders there are empowered to make decisions. They're trained. They know what to do. Yeah. And uh, when we have folks come through our programs, uh, we do surveys, of course, as most organizations do to get feedback and learning points. And we find that as a continual uh, theme that people are saying, I have a completely new view on the military, a complete new respect for what the military does. And these are not only U.S. citizens, but these are these are international folks. Mm. Uh, at Thayer Leader Development Group, we've we've had the good fortune of of uh, training over fifteen thousand executives from uh, thirty four different countries through these uh, uh, these global organizations that we deal with. Wow, you know, and that. That's that's the funny thing. I think you hit on something. It, the, the media, whether the, the movies, whatever. I mean, I, I always laugh about it. But when I was growing up, there were two times I was allowed to watch TV during the week. It was when Monday Night Football was on or the movie Patton. And, uh, you know, my father being a general and things. But you know, the, but the point was, you know, that that's the, that's what people think about. They kind of think about that Patton type, what or the impression 
they believe they have a patent and what type of leader he was that he was that autocratic. And these days, it didn't work back then. And these days, it doesn't work either. I mean, we've got the most educated and well well-rounded. Uh, fighting force that we've ever had in the history of our nation. These soldiers don't put up, they don't be compliant with an autocratic leader for a time. But if you don't win them over with your influence and with the, your, the power of your character, they aren't going to follow you and you're not going to have a successful unit. Uh, that, that's absolutely true. And not only that, uh, not are they not going to want to follow you for a very long time, but you're not going to be able to sustain it, right? You can't have your finger on every single detail and every single decision uh, if you're actually going to be able to scale your organization. You have to empower your people. You have to trust your people. And you have to create that culture that people are going to take that initiative to move you forward uh, as an organization. And clearly, that's what, that's what the U.S. military um, does. And those are the principles that we teach at both Thayer Leader Development Group and we extend down here at Lone Star Peak Performance. Well, I want to make sure that every entrepreneur and small business owner just heard what Rick said. He's He's been there and done that. He's an entrepreneur, a small business owner, now a larger business owner. But the point he made was, look, you're never going to be able to scale up if you try to do it all yourself. You've got to empower your people to lead where they are and give them that ability to do that. Uh, Rick, let's go to what I was talking about in my opener here. When I talked about that Navy SEALs definition of, of, of teamwork, selfless acts towards a common goal. How, how do you see selflessness playing a role in a, on successful teams? Uh, I think it's one of the most critical aspects. I mean, it, it, could, it could be the bottleneck, right? The bottleneck to success. As you pointed out, you mentioned that some people are focused on politics and doing the minimum necessary to get by. And then, of course, you had the great analogy between the farmer, the lazy farmer, and the good farmer taking initiative and, and knowing all of the blocking and tackling that you need to do in order to be effective and successful. But the same is true with, with selflessness. It's an absolute critical aspect that every single member of the team needs to have. And again, that's driven by the, the organizational culture and that cultivation that you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to have selflessness, people can't think that you're all about you and only focused on you. Otherwise, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to have the confidence and trust to know that you've always got their back. And that if there's, there is some slack because an individual team member is overwhelmed with too much to do, that you're going to be behind them picking it up to make sure that we're able to move the ball down the field. And so, you know, you have to be able to rely on your team. And, uh, you know, it's all about the greater good of the team uh, in order for mission success. Yeah, it, and how do you how do you get that into the brains? It's, I'm sure there's some people listening right now. They've got a current team they're with, and, and the, maybe the team, maybe that's the team that's got the politics and got people looking out for themselves right now. And the leader's going, okay, how do I get that selfless attitude to start becoming part of who we are? You know, yeah. What? How do you see that happening? Well, uh, again, it's about culture, but an, an interesting method would be throw throw that throw that selfish person into the in, you know into a very difficult situation. Make that person personally responsible for a very difficult task. Mm. And you know you can't change the stripes on a tiger is a is an old saying, but you can try to you can try to you know change them slowly but surely. But if you were to assign somebody the responsibility of an essential mission and uh, put them on a team. And they have to rely on their team members to participate and communicate and, and be selfless themselves. 
you know, that could be a really good way of trying to drive home the point that, hey, uh, it takes a team to make all this happen. And the way you've been, been, been behaving may not be conducive to our success. So yeah. it's just a, it's an interesting approach that you could possibly take. Yeah. Yeah, the, the idea – there's so many analogies out there when you think about you know the NBA teams that, that are out there playing in the playoffs right now. I don't think there's an NBA team out there that doesn't, that, that doesn't have the talent to win it all. And they all – but the difference is, is how do they play together? And usually it's, it's, all, it's the starters and really the whole team now being willing to give up on their own desires and their own individual goals to really for the goals of the, that are bigger than themselves there. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. So leaving the military, you went into the business world. Okay, and when you entered in the business world, you went right to. Unlike me, who I, I went to corporate world, you went in, you went into the uh, you went in and started your own business right from the, doing business for yourselves. So, what lessons in teamwork did you take from that step from the military into the business world uh, that you just feel like is something you still hang your hat on now? Well, you can't do anything without a team. And because no one person could do everything, so teamwork mm. is is absolutely essential. It's it's uh, it's it's critical. And you know, for for me, you know, teamwork is, is is about a few basic things. It's it's about having great communication, the ability to be able to communicate your ideas effectively to your teammates, but equally and maybe even more importantly, the ability to listen. Right, you have to be mm. able to listen uh, to what your teammates are saying and the input of what of what others have. Because a lot of times you'll be incredibly surprised at the ideas and the initiatives that other people on your team have. And, you know, we see that a lot out at Lone Star Peak Performance. Uh, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later. But one of the things we have is the leader reaction course, which is modeled right after the Army's leader reaction course, which is an exercise in leadership and followership. We break mm-hmm. small units down into groups of maybe seven or eight, and we identify a leader of the group. And the leader of the group is given the mission of what they need to achieve out away from the group. The other group doesn't know. Hmm. So it's an exercise of then monitoring how that leader communicates what the mission is. Do we have a strategy? What are going to be the tactical aspects of it? What, what logistical support do we have? What's going to be individual roles? Or do they just start barking out orders and say, go grab that, go grab this, go grab that? So it's a, it's a, it, communication is absolutely critical in teamwork, if everybody has to be has to know what the mission is, they have to be aligned with the mission, and they have to have the resources in order to achieve the mission. So that, to me, is 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 is, is critical. And if you have communication, then you're kind of driving trust as well, because yeah. uh, you know you know what the person on your right is responsible for, what the person on your left is responsible for. You know that 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 they're looking out for you, and that at any given point you could communicate back and forth with them. And then, of course, unity of effort is important in, in, in that teamwork aspect as well. You got to all be aligned, as I said earlier, with with a goal, and you all have to work uh, in coordination toward toward achieving it. And then the last thing is what you started your whole uh, piece off with is that selflessness. You yeah. can't. You you have got to be able to step up as a team member and do not only what's required of you, but chip in and do what's required of others and, and help facilitate that. Perfect. We'll be right back with Rick Minicozzi. We're going to go to break now and be right back and keep going on teamwork here. This is Impact Talk Radio. Learn more on Dave Anderson's blog at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Stay with us. 
back after these. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn Lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction. Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. No fluff. Just straight talk with impact solutions for high-impact leaders. Here's Dave Anderson. Hey, we're here with Rick Minicozzi of Lone Star Peak Performance and the Thayer Leader Development Group. And we were just talking about... That what he took, uh, what lessons he took from the military as he moved into the business world. And he was talking about teamwork right there. And Rick, as you were talking about teamwork, I was thinking about something I always say that you know no team has ever failed because of too much communication. I mean, it, it's almost always the opposite. And I always tell people, when in doubt, over communicate. Your people, the more information you give people, that's power, and that gives them the ability to make those decisions when you're not around or you're not available. They can make decisions because they have the information. That's something we learned in the military that we would, the the entire ba- uh, battle plan, the op ord, we would call it in the military, was disseminated all the way down to the the frontline soldiers, so they know the big picture of what what needed to happen, and we always communicated that. So I thought that was a great lesson. And, uh, that you brought up. But b- before we go any further, I wanted to make sure, Rick, that you had the opportunity to tell people, how can they find out more about Lone Star Peak Performance or uh, the Thayer Leader Development Group at West Point? How can they find out more and get in contact with uh, your people? Well, th- thanks for that. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, we're, we're pretty easy to find. So for Lone Star Peak Performance, our web address is uh, www.lonestarpeakperformance.com. Kept that pretty simple. And yeah. the same thing for Thayer Leader Development. It's uh, www.thayerleaderdevelopment.com. 
So, uh, so we're pretty easy to find if you could remember the two names. Well, so here's the thing. You, you are now the owner of two different develop, uh, leader development companies, both of those, the Thayer Leader Development Group and Lone Star Peak Performance. So what's similar and what's unique about each one? And, and tie that back into the teamwork theme for today, if you would. Sure, thanks. So Thayer Leader Development Group was founded in 2010, and uh, that was actually born at the Thayer Hotel at West Point. And we saw a great opportunity and need, quite honestly, for corporate executives to have an opportunity for leader development. So it's an executive leader development program. And it, it, we call it a four-pronged approach, which exists of you know, applied academics, mm-hmm. uh, experiential learning, uh, keynote speakers, and our senior course advisor aspect, and break those down quickly we have a we have a staff and faculty of about 60 instructors uh, most of whom are PhDs and uh, almost all are West Point graduates uh, retired uh, military officers uh, general officers and colonels and most of them have written books about what it is that they're teaching in the classroom and they have experiential learning that emphasizes what's taught in the classroom so if it's trust or resilience or leading in volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous scenarios we, we have experiential learning that emphasizes that. Uh, so that, that, uh, that leader development group is really focused towards senior executives and through, uh, and through emerging leaders, high potential leaders within organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also we do customized programs for specifically for organizations that are pinpointed toward their objectives. And we also do open enrollment programs so that way leaders from different organizations can come and have a shared experience across a peer group. Uh, so that's what we do up at the Thayer Leader Development Group. And then at Lone Star Peak Performance, as you pointed out in your opening uh, session, is we're, we're a unique meeting venue here in Texas. Uh, so we're on a 60-acre ranch on uh, Lake Buchanan, which is the largest of the Highland Lakes here in Texas. And it's a complete immersive experience uh, into a meeting and a team-building opportunity. So instead of having your meeting at a local hotel, Holiday Inn or something where you have a meeting room and everybody goes off to their, to their rooms, we have six homes on the ranch. Hmm. And the team actually lives uh, with one another in these homes. And they share a common space. And they not only have their team meeting, but they also have their experiential learning. And then after hours, they have dinners. They're dining together. They're having receptions at night. And so they're completely surrounded by their teammates throughout the whole experience. And so what, what happens here when you take Lone Star Peak Performance and you take Thayer Leader Development Group, uh, I describe it as a spectrum of leader development. We have an absolute complete spectrum so that way any organization with any need can get what they want from us. Whether you want to mm. just have a remote meet team meeting, sales meeting, uh, board meeting, planning meeting, all the way up to having a, a, a C-suite executive meeting in which you're creating your command culture, your commander's intent, and setting the azimuth for your organization. So anywhere in there, those two organizations can deliver. So let's focus on the Lone Star Peak Performance. We talk about the teamwork there because I know uh, when you were talking about, obviously, our our, uh, experience in the military doing the ropes courses and leadership reaction courses and land navigation and things, uh, you're working together in teams. So if 
let's say I'm I'm a small business owner, or or maybe I'm that that middle manager that has a group of leaders that I lead, and I want to bring them to Lone Star Peak Performance. How, how does how do I see that impacting the teamwork? What are the lessons people walk away with? I guess is what I'm asking there for Lone Star well, Peak Performance. Yeah, a- absolutely. So the pr- the the primary lesson or the theme that we hear as people depart Lone Star Peak Performance is about respect and awareness for the team. Mm. So as I, as I described a second ago, th- th- it's a very unique experience that you're having. You're going to be around your teammates for the entire time, and you're going to be working with them, and you're going to be getting to know them both professionally and personally. Think across your organization. You really know people on a professional level, right? You know what they do. You know what they yeah. contribute to the organization. You know what their skill set is, or at least you have a perceived uh, a perception of what their skill sets and their capabilities are. And from time to time, you may know one or two people if they're married or they have kids or what's going on in their life. But to really know somebody personally really is what solidifies a team and mm-hmm. makes that team unified. It really is what drives people caring about one another on yeah. a personal level. And so when they come out to Lone Star Peak Performance and they have their meeting and they have these experience together, as you pointed out, on the high ropes, and they're pushing themselves outside their limits – because, you know, as you know, learning uh, begins at the edge of uncomfortable, right? Right. So when you're taking these people who are just completely uncomfortable with a situation and the team cooperatively is helping push that barrier for them and push that limit, so that way they're learning more things about themselves. And while they're learning more things about themselves, their teammates are learning more things about them as well. Mm. And so there's this dynamic that's created across the entire team through this immersive experience that just makes them unbelievably cohesive. And what we hear a lot of times is we've just let we we've, we're leaving this experience unified. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is when I do some of my work when we talk about the issue of trust, I always point out you know you don't walk nobody walks into a Walmart and walks up to the first person they see and say hey by the way we're leaving town this weekend and we never lock our doors here's our address. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't it's hard to trust somebody you don't know right and we all want trust to be built on our work teams but then the only thing we know about each other is like you said what happens 9 to 5 or the, the cases most of us is 7 to, is 7 to 6 or something like that but when we only know about the person at work we never seen them outside their comfort zone at, and and that really lets them let their guard down and people got to get to know each other to be able to trust each other and I, I see that. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. As far as really bind, uh, binding a team together, that type of experience can really help with that. Yeah, and, and we also have misguided opinions of people as well. We may mm. think we know them, but right. uh, until you really sit down and get to know them, you, you, you really don't know them. Yeah. Well, I remember I had a, a person on my team that uh, you know some people felt like she didn't work very hard because she, she tended to have different hours and came in a little bit later. Well, what they didn't know about her was that uh, she had she had a, a child that had special needs and the special daycare that she had her child in didn't open up until a little bit later. So I'd given her approval to uh, come you know to join the get to work a little bit later than everybody else and. It wasn't until I put her put they were salespeople put her riding along together with somebody else and that that conversation just kind of happened that all of a sudden people on the team started looking at her totally differently and realizing wow she's got some challenges outside of work here that maybe we should pay attention to and have some empathy for and that helped bind the team together so uh, great 
great results. Uh, so, okay, talk to me about the probably what people are asking is people want to know, okay, what's the most dramatic change you've seen in a team that's come to Lone Star Peak Performance? Because it says you guys have been op- – you founded it in 2014. So you're, you're about a year old now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're about a year, we're a year into it. So tell them about the, this first year. What's the team that you sit there and say, wow, the, you know, from the time they got here to the time they left or maybe they've given you feedback since they've been gone, the most dramatic change? Yeah, I would say uh, it was, a, it was a, a marketing company that came to us. And uh, as I said earlier, they, they kind of had complete misguided opinions of one another. And they, they were, there was a lot of friction within, within their organization. And much like you said, people didn't understand the circumstances behind everybody else's life, right? You mentioned right. Uh, the, the gal with the, with the special needs child. And, you know, this group, through this process and, and this uh, immersion of being together, really got to know one another uh, much better. And the comment that they made is that we achieved more in this 36 hours than we could have achieved back at the workplace in 36 months. Yeah. And, and, and what, he, what they mean by that is, you know, the, the, the cohesiveness of the team as they departed just completely set the conditions for their success going forward. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. You say usually number 36 hours, you know, they were together 36 hours, 36 months. Well, you figure if they had a monthly meeting, one hour monthly meeting, you know, you just do the math here. When you're together 36 hours and, you know, those one hour monthly meetings, they're they're not as productive as that extended time together. So, uh, you know, absolutely. I, I've, I've been on retreats like that with teams and led retreats like that, but I know that the facilities that you guys have, they're all set up to facilitate that type of dramatic change for a team. Would you say that, you know, what size team is a perfect group's uh, size for you to come to Lone Star Peak Performance? So we've, we've had groups that's, you know, from eight uh, participants all the way up to 70 participants that have okay. come to us. But, you know, the ideal learning environment really is anywhere between 15 to 22 yeah. uh, folks. And so what we do is when we have larger groups, we break, we take the cohort and we break it down into smaller groups and, you know, run simultaneous programs that, you know, we do a, a round robin type deal. But um, that, that's, that's the best uh, size because you can then break them down into subgroups of seven or eight. And to create that leader and lead that leadership and followership experience, which I think is which, which I think is critical. And the other thing uh, that that is available uh, that a lot of people actually take advantage of is the business owner can actually facilitate who the leaders are throughout the or throughout the um, mm. throughout the experience. So if you're looking to do any sort of assessment on folks and yeah. and really evaluate your people and see how they're leading their peers or how they're leading their subordinates. You can actually facilitate that. So I would say 15 to 22 is, a, is an ideal group size. So we got about a minute left here, Rick. That common goal, that selfless acts towards a common goal, how important is that? And how do you try to commu- – if you can communicate this in one minute, go for it. How do you, how do, you do that with, your t- with the t- people that come through? I mean, you, I, think, I think what you do is you create that culture where you, you empower them and you trust them. Uh, and you drive accountability for the team. You know, if people know what's expected of them and they know what they need to achieve, everybody wants to do the right thing. Yeah. They just need to be led to do the right thing. 
And so I think by creating that culture and that environment and empowering people, uh, having that great communication and being a great listener because your people can tell you a whole bunch. No one knows everything. And your people very frequently have the right answers. And so I think if you, if you treat them with that level of respect and appreciation, I think they'll come through for you. You know, I had my dad on the show not long ago, and you know my dad from your years at West Point, and uh, he used to say to me, hey, bud, God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionately. And, uh, <laughs> I think for leaders, we got to think that way, too. we got to listen more than we talk because our people have a lot of answers. Rick, thank you for being here with us today, talking about teamwork. And again, uh, look forward to having you on the show in the future. Good luck with uh, Lone Star Peak Performance, and we'll be right back here with my closing comments right after these messages. This is Impact Talk Radio. More than theory, doable impact solutions. Stay with us. More from Dave Anderson when we come back. Girlfriended is on Tugginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. Hey, again, I want to thank Rick Minicozzi for being here. Rick is from Lone Star Peak Performance and Thayer Leader Development Group. And if you just spell those out and add a .com to the end of them, you're going to be able to find out more about Lone Star Peak Performance and Thayer Leader Development Group. They're doing great work there, and obviously I believe in their message or else I wouldn't have them on this show. And, you know, I don't know how you got here today, but I'm sure glad you did. But I don't believe in accidents or coincidences. So I hope today you're going to find something that impacts you. That's why we call it Impact Talk Radio, okay? Because if I'm not having impact I don't know what I'm here for anyways. God put me on this earth for a reason. So I'm hoping that today I have impact on somebody out there that's listening, whether or not you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, a sales manager, a middle manager, a frontline leader, wherever you are, Impact Talk Radio is designed for you. Look, who doesn't love the Navy SEALs? I got to ask that question. Who doesn't love the Navy SEALs? Well, I got one answer for you. It's the enemies of freedom. Those are the people who don't like the Navy SEALs. But to the rest of us, these warriors, they're heroes. They're the elite of the elite. You know, and I say I love the Navy SEALs, but I'm an Army guy. 
All right, but I do have friends who serve in the Army's Delta Force and who have served in Army's Delta Force. And the Delta Force in the Navy, in the Navy, they ha- there are two groups that live by the same concept of teamwork. They know that without teamwork, nothing is nothing good is going to happen. You know, and that's where I got this definition of teamwork because a, a f- friend of mine went to a leadership boot camp that was run by a Navy SEAL, and this Navy SEAL talked about teamwork being selfless acts towards a common goal. Selfless acts towards a common goal. See, this is a definition that you know we all need to see and live by. We all need to live by this definition. They're simple yet powerful words. There's no fluff in any of this stuff. That's why it works. I mean, I got an MBA, and I, I went to a pretty prestigious college. And lots lots of times, you know, academics, they'll take a com, uh, concept like teamwork, and they'll really overcomplicate it. As a matter of fact, I love uh, one of my favorite quotes is uh, says that communicators take the complicated and make it simple, while educators take the simple and make it complicated. <laughs> now, if you're a college professor out there, I'm sorry. If you're a college professor that's about ready to have my kids in class with them, don't take it out on them that I that I just shared that quote. But anyway, the Navy SEAL who shared this concept, these business with these business people, that guy was a communicator. Each word in the definition means something, and together they create a powerful message. Let's let's focus on each word here. Selfless acts towards a common goal selfless look in the military loners aren't welcome by the end beast barracks which was our basic training at west point i knew that i'd never let my squad mates down i mean it was beyond the realm of possibility and the success of every military unit revolves around the idea of selflessness just like what rick said and to this day I know I can rely on my West Point classmates if I'm in need. You know, they drop everything to help me, and I do the same for them. In business, sometimes it's the concern for, oh, this is inconvenient, or it's going to make me uncomfortable, or I have my own personal agendas. You know, all those things don't have a role on a team. The best teams, they have individuals who are truly selfless. Selflessness, I mean, notice the word in there, it's self. It means it's all about me. If we're selfless, that means we make it about other people. We make about things bigger than ourselves. And, you know, the former SEALs who gave their lives to protect the American ambassador in Libya gave us a vivid living example of selflessness on September 11, 2012, when they left their, the safety of, their, of, of where they were based to go try to help the, help the ambassador, and they lost their lives. Selfless acts towards a common goal. Selflessness. Now, the second part of this is acts. Actions, not words, are what counts. I believe we all have implanted in us by our creator the knowledge of what's right and wrong. And most of us will even go so far as to talk about what is right and wrong. But without action, the knowledge and the words are worthless. The seals exemplify actions instead of words. You know, words don't accomplish a mission. Words don't save a hostage or words don't safeguard our country. It's the actions we take. See, if I claim to be self, let's go back to the selfless thing. If I claim to be selfless, but I rarely act selflessly, or if I claim to be working towards the same goal as everybody on my team, yet my actions don't move my team closer to that goal, you know what? I'm a hypocrite, and I'm not worthy of being a member of the team. Now, some people say, whoa, Dave, whoa, 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 whoa. Hypocrite? That's kind of harsh. But I got to ask you guys, what would you call someone who says one thing and does another? It's a hypocrite. 
or maybe just a liar. Maybe that's a better description. It's our actions, people. It's our actions. As Ben Franklin said, well done is better than well said. Okay, It's our actions that, that really show who we are That and our actions when we're part of a team that really matter. Now, the next word in selfless acts towards a common goal is towards. Teamwork, you know, in the Navy SEAL, the Navy SEALs exhibit, it's not all, it's not characterized by random activity. Every action they take is meant to move the team forward. It means meant to move the team towards their goal. In business, unfortunately, too many of us believe that just being busy and, a- and active makes us a good member of a team. But that's not enough. It's not enough. You know, I'm... We all know those people, those people that every time you talk to them, you say, how you doing? They're like, oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. And they're always frantically doing something. But you always wonder, well, where's, where's the product of their work? They're doing something, but nothing ever seems to be accomplished, right? <laughs> There's all that frenetic activity, but nothing seems to be accomplished. Now, I don't want to get down on anybody because I've done that myself. I've walked into the I walked into my office. I sat down and I worked all day and drove home and wondered, man, did I accomplish anything today? I mean, I got to be moving towards something. I need to be moving. The things I'm working on needs to be focused on moving, moving my team and moving myself towards the goal, the larger goal. And see, unfortunately, too many of us, you know, have the attitude that would have gotten me in trouble at West Point or would have gotten anybody kicked out of SEALs training. If I want to be an f- effective team member, my actions got to be focused on the desired results of the team. If I'm not working towards something specific, I'm filling a spot on a team that should be occupied by a person who's driven to move the team forward. You hear me? I'm wasting space if I'm not working on things that are set up to move the team forward. I'm like an octopus on roller skates. You know, there's a whole lot of movement, but none of it's forward. (laughs) It's one of my favorite analogies. I can just picture it. But an octopus on roller skates, who wants that on their team? We want somebody who's going to move the team forward. And finally, there's that common goal. Selfless acts towards a common goal. The goals that matter in a team are team goals. The athletes that are more worried about individual stats or business people who are only worried about their own departments, they are a detriment to the team. Once a leader lays out a common objective, the the Navy SEAL doesn't care whether, whether they're the one who gets to save the hostage or they're the one who's operating the radio. The goal is the safety of the hostage. No role in that mission is more glamorous than the rest. A common goal for an, uh, an effective team has to transcend individual goals. For that to happen, the leader of that team has to be sure that all the team members understand that common goal. So I want you to ask yourself this. If I had everyone on my team write down what the number one goal of the team is or the company or whatever size unit you lead, how many different answers would you get? Do they all know what your number one, their biggest priority is? Would even half of my team get it right? That's a sobering question. See, it's hard to have people perform selfless acts towards a common goal if they don't know what the common goal is. That's our job, leaders. That's our responsibility. We have to set up and communicate our common goals so the team knows which way they're heading, just like Rick and I talked about in that last segment. We've got to make sure that our people know where we're heading. We've got to communicate. We've got to know what the, our top priority is and then communicate that to our team so they know what it is. So when they have to make decisions, they know the way they need to make those decisions. 
See, selfless is perhaps the most important element for an individual team. And once the individuals in the group begin to act selflessly, the goals of the teams are within the team's grasp. The Navy SEALs are an elite team. You know what? I got. I'm probably biased, and Rick's probably biased too. But we both believe West Point creates an elite group of team leaders. But both organizations are not going to allow individuals to be part of their team unless they buy into selfless acts towards a common goal. You know, one team I worked with on their core values decided to define what teamwork in action looked like for them. And this is your dose of hope today. I want to cast this vision for you. Said This is what good looks like. This is what your team could look like. Listen to how they described how they're going to behave. This organization, this team said teamwork in action looks like this. We will place our team goals before our individual goals. Imagine everybody doing that on your team. We will serve others without expecting anything in return. Wow. Not only are they going to have that servant's heart, they're going to be selfless people, but they're not going to expect anything in return. They're going to have that covenant mindset that I'm going to do this no matter what. It doesn't, it's not a contract where if you do this, I'll do that. It's I'm going to do this no matter what. I'm going to serve others without expecting anything in return. The third one, we will courageously engage in productive conflict and problem solving. That's what good teams do. And we will keep our promises to our clients and to each other. Our promises to our clients and to each other, not just to our customers, but to each other. No more, hey, I'll get it to you by Wednesday and just keep putting it off, putting it off until that person follows up with me and uh, follows up to me for the third or fourth time. Look, today we've been talking about teamwork. We've been talking about selfless acts towards a common goal. Rick Minicosi was here to help us out. If you want to learn more, go to AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com or ALSLead.com. You can find the Overwhelm Manager's Guide uh, there on the right-hand side of the web page. Click on it, and you can download a whole bunch of free PDFs, videos, or even an online course. I'm looking forward to talking with you more about leadership, hoping to help all of you out there to stop reacting and start leading in our next show. We'll be back next time with more on leadership, hopefully to have impact on you, the entrepreneur, the small business owner, the, wherever you're leading. We're here to impact you. Have a great day.